looking for a great place to have dessert, 32 Below Froyo and More has frozen yogurt, tons of toppings, paninis, adult floats, adult beverages, champagne, you name it. They got a little something for the whole family. So they are located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Make sure you stop and check them out. Go follow them on social media and go give them a great Google review. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have Doug with me this morning, and I'm so excited to chat with this guy. I think I actually scheduled this podcast just because I missed you and wanted to talk to you. So that's really <laughs> of doing this. Um, this guy, individual has been one of my favorite people since I met him. Uh, Doug brings this energy to a room that's very um, positive and uplifting. And you just like, we've had meetings where it was super like supposed to be a 45 minute meeting where it ends up two hours because we have so much to talk about and learn from each right. other. Um, he's in education. He's a speaker. He does all kinds of great stuff. So first of all, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you. I, uh, I'm super, I'm just proud of you. Like you are one of my favorites too. You're just a rock star in, in so many areas. And I know that you are empowering people and I love where you're headed and, and listening to some of the podcasts. Uh, I just, I can't say enough kudos to you. I'm just proud of you. Cause I think we were, you're both in a weird place and, and, and we started having these business conversations and, and you had a real passion. You were going to go that route of empowering women and empowering people and inspiring and, and, uh, so I, I'm just super proud of you too. So I'm like, it, it's, it's really cool. We haven't had a chance to catch up in a long time. And so it's, uh, this will be fun. Yeah. And we originally talked, thank you so much for those kind words. Um, <laughs> we had originally talked, we we're going to do an afternoon podcast and actually have a couple drinks. So I'm happy <laughs> to it, but we'll do it off the podcast. We need to have drinks and catch up. Um, and yeah. I like, I like it. I like it. So yeah. What's uh? so let me ask you that. What's, what's your, uh, I'll switch, I'll switch roles for a sec. What's your, what's your morning drink and what's your afternoon drink? Just out of curiosity. You know, we got to do what like, mimosas in the morning um, <laughs> or a bloody Mary. That's always great. Um, okay. Okay. I'm really, you know, I actually have a thing for tequila lately. So. Oh really? Yeah. I've been loving the tequilas. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I I've never, I've been a, I've always, you know, in the, you know, in the afternoon after work, I love it, you know, a good, you know, good whiskey or something like that. But like, I'll tell you, um, I, somebody, I have a, a, a friend and a colleague that uh, they're on this tequila kick and they were talking about like this tarantula tequila. And it's like this, it's got a, it's kind of like got a citrus to it. And I'm like, holy cow, I've never even, you know, it's like a whole no new world. So that's yeah. my uh, tequila. That's my tequila and recommendation. Very professional conversation. If we I love it. This is how we're starting with it. They're going to, people listening will be like, oh, this should be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, tell us about you, a little bit of background about you and also sure. um, kind of what you're up to right now. Yeah. So um, a lot going on, um, you know, uh, just kind of starting somewhat chronologically, you and I had an opportunity to meet in some business environments. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I was, I think at the time, I think I was in, I don't even know, close to 200 uh, schools. I was going around and doing um, speaking gigs and consulting gigs. Um, my background uh, was in business and public relations back in the 90s. 
um, after I was a very much uh, failed baseball player that couldn't hit the left-handed pitcher to save my life, still can't. And um, so, I, you know, I actually uh, learned a, a different aspect of education. And I had a mentor um, named Pete Orgill, uh, and then I had a, a great mentor and my father basically get me into education. And I absolutely just fell in love with kids. I fell in love with the energy. I fell in love with the development of staff and development of people and that human spirit. And so I, I spent um, the better part of just over almost two decades in education. And uh, I was really blessed. I got a, an opportunity. I had a couple of uh, kind of some personal and then also some school awards that allowed me to start doing some speaking gigs. And the, the speaking gigs was just, it was, it was, I started to come up with this theme that was, I wanted to serve, support, and inspire. And that's all. And it was like, I didn't have any fiscal goals. I didn't have, I didn't, and you're probably supposed to, that's probably really bad business management, but I, all I cared about was just helping others. And it was kind of a new life. I took on a new perspective completely for my personal and professional life in about 2018, 2019. And then of course COVID hit and there was all kinds, I think it changed all of us obviously. And, and uh, you know, the word, I think the word that just continues, I, every time I hear it on the news, it's like unprecedented. I'm like, please, let's use a different word. Let's, can we just move on off that word? Cause I think we've all, we've all been impacted and, and some of those things, but yeah. So Tabitha, then that takes us, you know, up to our conversations and you and I have always been so supportive of each other in social media world. And, and even it's funny because we've actually, you know, we've watched our own personal lives, you know, different things and we'll, we'll, you know, kind of support each other and the things that are going on. And so it's uh, you and I've always had this unique friendship and it, it's really cool. It's just, uh, it's been always a super healthy uh, business and personal. Yeah, I love, I, I know it's what, and I feel like I keep up, thank goodness for social media. I mean, then I know right. what you're up to and what you're doing. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, what, it, so what are you doing right now professionally? Um, did you say? Did yeah, so unique times. Um, so I've actually had an opportunity to jump um, back into some K-12 as, as obviously conferences and schools and businesses um, that were shut down and speaking gigs. Um, I've had an opportunity to kind of jump back into some uh, K-12 opportunities in central Washington, uh, back in kind of that leadership role uh, with staff, with kids. Um, I'm actually having um, some opportunities to still uh, take on the consulting piece. Um, our company was really starting to do uh, brokering. We were brokering a lot of speaking gigs. And so there's not speaking gigs. So that's that complexion has changed where We've actually had some opportunities to kind of guide people on how to do that now in Zoom. Um, I've always said that this space is definitely made for radio, not TV, Zoom, anything too, too close, obviously. Uh, so, but it's been cool and it's, it's been great getting a chance to get back into some things. Um, the, I know that you base everything out of uh, Coeur d'Alene and Spokane and they're still home. Uh, I got one, uh, one kid that just sent, headed off to college down in Southern California. And another one is just wrapping up high school. And so, um, you know, that, that Spokane region is still home and, and, and down in the Yakima region is still home for me. So uh, it's been it's been cool just having an opportunity to kind of rebuild uh, components to the K-12 leadership and, and working with uh, working with staff, working with students again and, and some of those. things. So. That's really cool. So, you know, you obviously have like been a little done a little bit of everything. What led you down the path into like the education world? You know, uh, I was, I was actually, um, 
rest in peace, Seattle Sonics. Uh, I was actually working in a uh, sports marketing firm at, at the time in Seattle. It was, it was like the coolest job ever. It was, um, I was working in Green Lake and I was, I was working for this company that, I mean, like everything that you think that you like, it's the old theory, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Yep. And I literally got what I wanted. It wasn't of the financial things that I wanted, but it was like the coolest office. It was the coolest place. And um, I was getting to a point where I, I was driving and I, I had a, a former, and he never, I never played for this guy, but he was a coach and his son was playing at the University of Washington. And he constantly called me and he's like, hey, let's go get lunch. Let's go get lunch. And he kept on me. And between him and my father, just pointing out components that you can change people's lives, you can inspire kids, you have that ability. Uh, that's, that's really what, what led me down that path. And, and it was a journey that, um, you know, I, I, I kind of, I was a bit, still had the ability to do partnerships with business, still had ability to rope in community people. Uh, but like in anything else, we make our failures too. We're like, you know, like students, like staff or anything else, we have our challenges and then we have our successes. And so it is definitely a lifelong learner. I think we all are. Um, I, John Lennon, I love John Lennon's quote about when he was like five. Are you a John Lennon fan at all? I am. I'm not a huge John Lennon fan, but. Um, are you really? I, oh, so you're, you're, you're like, you're like hanging on the edge right on this. So I'm one like, of his. Did you see that with Tim? I was going to write it down. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to totally butcher it, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, the, one of the coolest things that happened. So I'm down in, I'm down in Redondo beach. Um, I'm walking, I come off stage and I'm, I'm having an opportunity uh, working with this, uh, one of the high schools down there. And this little gal was in the hallway and she was putting this cool poster together. And I just, I was lost. I actually was trying to find the office to go back to where the heck I, the parking lot was to find my rental car. And so I'm walking through and I, this is one of the most detailed posters I've ever seen. And she has the John Lennon quote that I've heard or seen before, and it, it goes something to this degree, and probably in a, in a Zoom like this, I should quote it properly, but I'll do the best I can. It was basically when um, somebody asked John Lennon, what do you want to do, and what do you want out of life? And his answer was, I wanna be happy. And he shared that that was something his mom taught him at an early age. And it wasn't, and so I asked this girl in this high school, and I'm like, so what is, but how does this resonate with you? John Lennon, you know, you're, you're at a different, you know, you're 17. She was wicked, wicked smart, um, had been in, in and out of some alternative schools. And she said, I adamantly, she goes in everything in my soul, believe in this. She said, they're trying to tell me in the, in this class, a certain class, where are you going to go after high school? What, are you going to go to a trade school? Are you going to go to tech school? Are you going to go to college? Are you going to, you know, where are you going to go? And her answer was happy. And, and so the teacher pushed her and said, I want to know more. Where are you getting this? How do you get this? And it was one of the most powerful conversations. And so that, that piece um, really resonated with me. And it's the old theory. We learn a lot from our students. I know that I have learned far more from my failures or my challenges than I ever have from my successes. I've never learned anything from any award I've ever won. I've always learned from something that has, has been a challenge. And I think as long as you keep your, your feet on the ground and you keep reaching for the stars, I think that that's that huge piece. And that John Lennon quote, so she basically told me, uh, I said, hey, do you mind? I said, this sounds really weird, but I want to hear the follow-up of this conversation. So like two or three weeks later, um, I love Twitter and I love LinkedIn and I do a lot of personal stuff on Facebook. 
I am not the greatest at Instagram and I, I don't quite get Snapchat and Instagram. I'm still, I don't know. I might be, a, it might be an age thing. I'm still working through that too. But she sends me the message and then shows me the kind of the pictures. And she said, thank you so much for, you know, that conversation. And I was like, thank you, you taught me. And, and it was really a cool thing on what her next steps were and how she was going to start a business and she wanted to be happy, but she had to have some of the skills. She had to have a trade skill that she had to have that trade. And she's like, I never really thought about that. And she said, I have to put steps together to get to what my goal was. And she said, that's what I got out of you. And I said, well, I got a lot more out of you than you did. And, I, and so those are, those are like, I've had so many of those conversations, like, oh my gosh, I, I grew as an individual and as a human from that conversation. And it's awesome. And so when you ask about going into education, I never ever in a hundred years did I ever think that you get to have those conversations. And I've, I've always, I've always said I'm far more scared of a, a kindergarten crying when I don't know what to do versus a gang member wanting to threaten me as a former principal. And, you know, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to, you know, like I can totally handle I can totally handle the person that's, that's going to threaten something versus a kid. I don't, I look at the little guy and they're crying. I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> you can love on them. You don't know what to do. So yeah, education's uh, it's definitely, it's a lifelong uh, learning process, but uh, that common, that common theme is just trying to keep inspiring others and trying to you know, keep yourself motivated too. Yeah, it's true too. Like kindergartners don't know their emotions. They don't know no. how, like, articulate how they're feeling like a gang member a you know a 17 year old boy that's like i'm gonna threaten you he at least kind of right. understands his emotions and can articulate right like, i hate your guts because of this <laughs> right exactly yeah it's it's crazy so so you're out there inspiring so many you know young youth and other people around you and i know tons of colleagues and stuff because you do you, you're very active on you know linkedin and stuff and you're constantly tagging and talking about how these people are inspiring you you know, like what inspires you to be your best self? You know, I think that's, I think that's been um, the biggest learning experience for me. I, I really, um, I think sometimes you have to learn uh, and inspire through others. I, I think that there have been, uh, the one thing that I started this is last year is really, I never really listened to people when they said gratitude is attitude and, and, and paying it forward and, and learning how to do that. And so I started that process of really trying, um, sorry, I apologize, my phone's blowing up here. Um, so no, I really, I had tried everything in my power to really put my best foot forward on growing through reading, uh, growing through mentors, growing through some different things. Um, negative talk was something that I was really struggling with myself. Um, as you can see, even in this little box that we're trapped in right now, I'm hundred miles an hour. You know that you see me live. And so like my ADD, ADHD comes across like, you know, like, wow, like energy is out of control sometimes, but sometimes that is, and, I, and I've looked, I did a lot of research on people like Chris Farley and, and performers and, and performers that have had that high level of energy, but then they go into a manic. And so I've never been in that state, but I think that people that think fast, oftentimes, sometimes um, we, we get into a, a negative talk. And so you start, you know, putting, putting negative thoughts in your head. And so I had to try to find ways. And so um, people like, there's a guy by the name of um, Tom um, Ballou or Bayou, I, I'm not sure of the pronunciation. He ran, he runs Impact Theory, Impact University. Unbelievable. If you're watching this, if you get anything out of this, I will tell you that that is one of the most powerful people. And his wife is Lisa. 
they ran um, a multi-billion. It was a billion-dollar company he sold uh, that was like a protein bar. Uh, it was called Quest. But now he is just dedicated um, to this. So, like in personal relationships, like uh, like dating relationships, his his wife Lisa takes that and kind of goes that route. But Tom has got tons, and I mean tons of stuff online on YouTube, motivational things, and it is. And I've had people that are in places that they have that same situation, like negative talk. How do you how you pull yourself out of different things? How do you inspire each other? And he's got me kind of in a in a place now where I'm really starting to write more. I'm starting to do some things. So. I had to I had to restructure my own habits, and so I'm starting to read five pages um, in the morning, uh, just before I do anything. Get up, kind of do you know three minutes of gratitude, five minutes of just those habits. I'm trying to do change my habits, read a little bit, then get that workout in, which I skip often, which I'm working on. You know, everybody's not working through that, uh, but that's that's that piece that I think you have to have mentors sometimes that are greater than the people that we actually know. And, and that's through, you know, whether it's Malcolm Gladwell tipping points or, or it's a, a John Maxwell leadership series or John Gordon's leadership series. So I've attached myself um, to some really strong mentors, even locally. And I would, I would highly, 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 highly recommend uh, an interview with a guy by the name of Randy Russell. Um, he is one of the most motivating people I've been around. He's the uh, superintendent at Freeman School District. And then he just uh, published a, a thing called uh, a book called The Three Ships, which is partnerships, relationships, and leadership. Unbelievable dude, uh, has a podcast himself. Uh, and, and so I've kind of just taken my mindset completely different than where I was from about, I don't know, 1999 to about 2017 and really changed that, that, that concept of trying to rebuild myself and refocus and refresh and find out how self-care can actually be beneficial for others and, and uh, you know, people in your personal and professional life. That is, probably answered that way too long. No, no, that's such a good, good point is like self-care is actually helping everybody around you. And I don't think- It, it is. And, and they, I never saw that. Exactly. And they put themselves second to their kids, to their job, to whatever it is, but then it's like starting to affect their home. It's starting to affect their daily yeah. life. It's affecting everything because they're not taking care of themselves. And I think that's a- that's a nugget for this whole podcast right there is take care of yourself. And it will take care of everybody else around you. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, it got me, it, it really got me writing. I've got a couple of writing projects. Um, I've, I've always done a lot of journals and some different things for educational um, journals and some different things, but I, I found myself uh, and, and I would love to have it. I would love to come back when uh, one of those, one of the two publications get published and I'd love to jump back on here and just talk about, that concept of what, what project I've got as a team that we're writing on and some research that I had a chance to do because I started falling in love. And I never was a data guy. I was like never a person like talked about test scores with kids. I'm like, I don't care about the test score. I care about the kid. Does the kid have power? Does the kid have food at the house? How's the family functioning? What's going on? And some of those conversations sometimes have even got me into some hot water because you know, schools oftentimes are so data focused. And, and I get that. I totally respect where people are going with that. But oftentimes I found myself as a social worker and trying to inspire and trying to bring and make sure that they know, hey, listen, this is the cards that you were dealt. And those cards that you were dealt is really tough. But guess what? We can play them and we're going to try to keep you moving. And that's really hard for both staff or, or you know, even, even in business uh, presentations 
um, that I've been in. And it's like people really feel they start having that self-talk of who they are defining themselves because a lot of times that's what people tell them that that's who they are. So Yeah, I'm the same way as you. I've never liked the data. I've never been like, and I've worked with like boys and girls clubs. I've worked in the education kind of world and with kids, right. you know, youth and stuff. And um, now I love the data because I know as now a nonprofit leader, that information will help me get money to take care of my nonprofit. And so how important it is. And then you kind of geek out about it. You're like, oh, we're getting this much, like this much money comes from this. And this is how we right. serving on the North Idaho Centennial Trail. And like, it's exciting. Um, I love I'm, it. I'm the same way as you. I was like, ah, let's just help people. Oh, well, we need money. I, I love, and you you do not, I know you do a great job on so many levels, but I, I mean, you, you don't promote yourself and the work that you're doing a lot of the times you're promoting the work of everybody else around you and the, and the people in your lives. And so you've always been one to uh, do, you know, very humbled leadership approach or kind of a, a servant leader approach, which I've always really respected. But then there's that piece where somebody like you, Tabitha, if you and I were, we're sitting in coffee or we're after this, you know, this podcast, I'm like, all right, here's the deal. When are you going to write? Because you got to have a book, sisters. You got to have something that you can reference. You can come back to it. And say, well, this is where we are. And so I was finding myself, Tabitha, on these conversations. And I really pushed, um, I pushed some really strong people in my life that I was like, oh my gosh. And that was part of that thing where, like a Randy Russell with the three ships, which is just an amazing book series. I mean, he's going to have a book series and he's going to do some great things. But then he came back on me and he's like, dude, because you're telling me, well, why don't you get your book going? And so I'm like, I don't know if I want to, you know, my part of me is like the inspiration piece is great. But then there's another side of me that I really want to maybe write about something that's a little bit different um, and still impact people. I really want to impact people and try to help people in other areas that maybe I haven't, I haven't had that chance to do that. And so that's something that's just kind of been fun for me to kind of start going through that process. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. See, and that's why I need you and I need to have one of our meetings because I was like, I need your energy and your excitement. <laughs> um, and also you call me out too. You're like, why aren't you doing that? Because I was like, hey, Doug's gonna do this and this. And you're like, why not? I remember you doing that. I remember that. And then you, you know what? before you're like, hey, are you doing that? Because you need to, you would thrive in this. I'm like, oh, okay, don't call me out. You're making me No, where were we? We were in a cool, where is that that place in Coeur d'Alene that was like the underground, like it was like, what is the, what is that place? It's the lair at the Innovation Den. Right. That place was kind of retro and pretty cool. And I'm like, well, this place is legit. And that's where we, I think that's where we had that conversation. So that's awesome. Yep. Yep. I remember it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that's good. So are you writing it all? Are you putting um, anything on well, paper to get? Yes, kind of. Um, with my podcast, now we're turning the interview around again. Um, with my podcast, I'm actually using the people I talk to um, and I'm using the content they give me and starting to put some stuff together. And eventually after hundreds of podcasts, I want to put something together from each of my different interviews because you guys all give me the fuel and give me the, the great advice or you know, these just spit the knowledge to me. And so eventually I will be putting something together with my podcast. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. You know, Tabitha, one of the cool things I just saw, um, I saw a guy in, well, I can't remember what state he's down in South, but he, he took all of his podcasts and then basically turned it into testimonials of a book. And it was really cool. So he's in that process of like taking those 
and just kind of getting the best out of each one. That's yeah. You got your, con your content's already done. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to. I mean, cause I'm kind of the thinker you are as an ADD kind of like all <laughs> over the place. And it's like, what, how do I put these yeah. into a book or into like an e-read or whatever it is? How do you, you know? And so I'm like, Oh, I've got, I've just talked to a hundred people. They just gave me great information. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So That's is awesome. it something that you wish you would have known before starting your career? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, you know, there's so many things. I think that if you took, you know, you took that pie chart and you could create that pie chart of what should I have done differently in certain areas. You know, self-care is one um, that, you know, you know, with with a job, you know, obviously when you're you're in a job and you're you're grinding, you're working, you're not working for a living. That's something that you need to understand. That you're putting 70 hours in. That 70 hours could be washed away tomorrow. And so I think that oftentimes you've got to have that self-care, going back to self-care. Um, that's something where my personal development has really changed over the last couple of years of just understanding that you can't be your best when you are rugged. And I mean, like that, that's everything. Um, I've always been really, um, really hyper-focused with my kids and hyper-focused with job. And unfortunately, some of the other things kind of suffer sometimes. So, you know, I would... I would totally love to sit down with like, a, a, let's say a new teacher, a new person getting into business and say, listen, have you set up like a Roth? Have you set up like a 403B? Have you set up, and not to get too financially boring, but I think that those are things that I wish, you know, I wish I either listened. I, I'm sure people were saying it. I, who knows? Probably went through one ear and out the other. Um, but I do think that the financial pieces are there that people should have, you know, should be thinking about. But also chase your passion. And that's the thing, like if you've been, I had a conversation with the guy, do some life coaching um, in, in the Spokane region. And, and with that life coach, I got an engineer friend and he would be totally open. He's like, dude, you got to tell people this is working. And so he is, uh, he's been an engineer seven years and he's got a passion to run a business. And he's like, it's that fear, like you and I've talked about, how do you have that fear to leave something and then chase what your passion is? And what happens if your, if your passion changes in midstream, like you're like going hundred miles an hour and you're on, you're set sail on this voyage. And all, all of a sudden you get these waters, like this maybe isn't what I really wanted to do. Kind of similar to what I did with the sports marketing firm way back in the day. And it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be working with the Sonics and Mariners and Seahawks. I'm like, this is awesome. And, you know, thinking, okay, this is that next step. And I'm like, this is cool, but this isn't my passion anymore. It, it's kind of like uh, I told somebody the other day, I, I go, it's kind of like baseball cards. We collected baseball cards. I did. I was, I loved my baseball cards growing up and it was like, yeah, eventually you kind of grow out of it. But now, you know, you still, I can still remember the backs of them. I can still remember that. I can still respect that history. And so, you know, I was coaching with this guy and he, um, we talked about passion and how do you chase your own greatness? and How do you go through that? And so, you know, sometimes for a person like, you know, he's, He's working eight hours as an engineer. He has to step back and go, do I have to wake up an hour early to start working on my passion on the next step? Do I have to work an hour later? Well, I've got my kids, I've got my family, you know. So he, he was having that struggle of how do you manage chasing that passion when you're you know, all throughout the day. And, it, it, and for me, um, I'm always, I see young, you know, and I love, and, and, and I love, you know, you've got these superstars that are under 30 and superstars that are under 40 and all these people. And I'm like, 
I couldn't, I couldn't guide anybody at that time in my life. I couldn't even guide myself. So, you know, I think that it, it's taken, it's kind of taken some war, war history and, and kind of jumping through those, those failures and pitfalls and then, you know, grabbing yourself up and inspiring yourself and trying to go, Hey, you've got to get it together. And it takes a lot. I mean, you know, if anybody, anybody that's ever been in like uh, you know, type of, uh, addiction recovery or anything or anybody that's trying to do something new or even a workout like even if you're working out in the morning it takes discipline it takes those habits and it's really hard and so it's hard to change it, it, it's i think uh the japanese term is uh kazen and uh the kazen is the japanese term for change it's a really cool thing to look up actually and so you start thinking about that and you're like oh my gosh okay how can i jump through these hoops um and change and and I've, I've i've read tons of books and cool stories on how people have had to change oh wow that's crazy yeah that's a that's amazing <laughs> um so i'm looking forward to i have a couple fun questions um okay, do it first of all i asked this question because i want to know where to go but what is your go-to restaurant in this because since you're in the spokane area um what is yeah. your to restaurant well it's funny i mean and now I'm, like I said, I'm in central Washington, you know, primarily during the week, but on weekends, I'm always in Coeur d'Alene and, and uh, Spokane. My, you know, my go-to, I, I have a hard time, the, the, the Elk, the 2-7, their, their franchise, I can't think of the name, it's off of um, Sherman, is it White? I can't remember the other name in the Coeur d'Alene one. They, it, it's just kind of one of my go-tos, um, but I have been doing something, this, this is, this is a little bit of the heartbreaking moment in the, in the, in the interview here today. Um, so my daughter and I have been doing, we've been doing dad-daughter dates forever. I mean, since she was a little, a little one, and then, you know, of course now she's off to college. And so, you know, we've been doing these dad-daughter dates and we like, we were heartbroken when Rocky Rococo's uh, went out of business during the COVID time. And we're like, oh my gosh. And so through middle school and high school, Chaps, um, Chaps is definitely one of our go-tos, Shaw's one of the best business owners. She is one of the most inspiring women I've ever been around. I just adore how she leads. She's got a lot of her, um, uh, she's got like um, a lot of shops as well that she you know, sells. I'm doing a horrible presentation for poor celebrities. But one of the things that um, that we, we've done, my daughter and I, we just do caps. And that's just something, that's our go-to. I like uh, my that. son and I, we do a lot of, we do a lot of more franchise type stuff, but I don't know. What's yours? I, I'm curious. I'm curious what yours are. Oh, so I'm a huge fan, uh, Phil Joe. So I have, you know, Syringa, Bluebird, uh, Monarch. I know he doesn't own a but Garnet, like all yeah. of those are my go-to restaurants in Coeur d'Alene. Nice. They're nice. Are you, are you a pizza girl? I do love fire. I'm not a huge pizza person, but I like to yeah. have it thin crust it has to be like artesian like it has to be taste good yeah yeah i poor my poor children have you know i, I think the, the home cooking's always been either italian or uh it's either you know it's either a, italian or a barbecue or something like that but it's uh yeah those are but the thing is like if it's it depends on the crowd that you're too i mean like if it's after hours or something like that you know i'll go see my buddy uh, ryan crow down at pastango what's you like the stango too? Oh, yeah. yeah yeah big big ryan uh he's 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 a great dude i mean like it depends on the crowd that you're in whether you're you know with your adult kids but yeah i just 
I think that I, I love I love trying new stuff too, and just going out and seeing what what else is out there and and trying new things too. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, let's say that I gave you a billboard and you could put anything you want. You could say anything. You could have photo, whatever you want in this billboard. It's downtown Spokane. What would you put on this billboard? Oh, that is such a good question. That's a great podcast question. <laughs> um, I don't, I've got two that just popped into my head and they're probably, who knows whether, I think I would say this. I would either... I would probably go with, you are not tired. You are just not inspired. Ooh. And then maybe a dot, dot, dot. What's, what's your why? Or something, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, I'd that? be driving, I'd be like, ooh, ouch, that one hit there. Yep, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I think it would, you know, um, I think it would be something like that because, you know, I, I've, I've always seen through a lot of, presentations and a lot of people talk about what's your why but I do think oftentimes we have goals and we have some things and 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 I would say one of my one of my challenges just personally is you know I've really stuck to the writing and reading and really self-development but you know it's I I haven't got to that place where I can be disciplined to work out and so if I if, is it I'm not inspired enough to do it yet and it's really frustrating and so that's that next piece in this year trying to develop yourself trying to get better um and everybody's got their little you know pieces of pie that they're working on and uh yeah i i think it's i think that would be it i think it's uh you know you're not, you're not um you're, you're not uh you're just you know that aspect you're tired you're not inspired yet yeah i love that that's that's spot on i'm i it'll probably be on my little board here um <laughs> one of my podcasts cool. you got to keep watching podcasts so your quote shows up on the board <laughs> okay <laughs> awesome that's so good. As we wrap up, um, I don't, I hate talking about it, but I always like to bring it up is like, we all are all going through COVID at some, like in some way, um, whether it's emotionally, physically, some people lost their job. Some people are going through depression. Could you leave us with like a, a positive piece of advice as we go through this pandemic election craziness? You know, um, boy, I mean, it is, it, it, it's super sad on, on, on so many levels. Um, one of the things my daughter and I, and even a, a good core of, of uh, friends, um, got a, a good core of people both on in the Seattle region um, and in Spokane region, we kind of started a process and they, we was called um, PB&J. And I know this sounds really crazy, but we'd go get um, a pillow, a blanket down at the Goodwill. And then we would actually put a, sometimes scripture like a scriptural verse or or, or like a motivational quote and so we would um for the homeless people we would go out and uh, it was called the pb and j project we've never publicized it we don't really it's we've actually had some uh outside funding to actually support it which is not a lot i mean you're going and getting pillows and blankets from say goodwill and then we do um like this uh journey is the last word of j and what is your journey and try to kind of help a lot of the homeless people that are out there. And so homeless rate has, has skyrocketed. So the PB&J project um, has been cool, um, but it's, it's, it was tough. My daughter and I kind of started it. Um, we just did it randomly. Uh, and we didn't, we, it wasn't like we did it every week. It wasn't like, it was just, there were times that we just tried to go through that process. And then we had, I had a couple of friends that were doing this as well over in Seattle. 
And uh, that was that, that that is one of the sad things of the the homeless count has skyrocketed, as we all know. Um, I mean, you drive through, you say Seattle and, and other metro cities, and it's 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 a, it's a it's a city within a city. But on the inspiring standpoint of it, I do think there's been a massive silver lining. Um, you know, I have loved watching even you, even you, Tabitha. You know, as friends, um, I have loved watching this budding relationship and the things that are going on in your life and the things that are, you know, the happiness that you have in your life. And then seeing the same things of how many on social media, especially on Facebook, like how many people are spending so much more time with their kids. I mean, we've gone back to board games. We've gone back to this, this mode. I love, um, you know, some of the stars have done, I felt like the celebrities have done a great job of just putting themselves out there. You know, they've, they've put themselves out there. You know, you've got, you've got these celebrities that are coming, showing up with no makeup. You know, they're not doing their hair and they're just jumping on. They're jumping on, putting a tweet out there. They're putting something on Instagram and they're just being real. And I think that that was super important for our teams. Um, you know that I, I've done those two, those two presentations that were, that I did the, the cards are dealt and don't judge a book by its cover. And I think that it is really awesome starting to see what is out there. Now, TikTok, I'm starting, you know, I'm starting, it's kind of fun to watch TikTok. I love because, TikTok. Yeah, it's funny because there's so many cool things. I mean, like there's nothing warms my heart than watching dogs. I love, I love dogs. I love dogs and the cool stuff that dogs do and people are doing stuff. But like the grandparents doing, you know, they're doing their TikTok with their grandkids and they're like, you know what? I'm like, who, when would that have ever happened? Like the, we are, we are, you know, and some people are in quarantine and then just watching that development of all of us really, we've, we've been reset. We have had a refocus. We have had a mode. That it, we have never been further away from family members, but we've never been closer. And I know that even teachers, I, I, have to end on this because I have never been more proud nationwide, worldwide of what teachers are doing in front of their kids, the paraeducators that are out there. Because the thing is, is we're right there. I mean, you're, you're in a classroom, but you're in their home. And so, and then the, in my mind, the biggest, the biggest superstars also on top of teachers and paraeducators are the parents, the parents and the daycare providers and what they're doing. It's like, they have been pushed to the limit. And I can't even say enough, oh my goodness, thank you. Like you are the MVPs, you are the unsung heroes on top of those first responders that are out there. And I think we've actually had a chance to finally kind of come back and respect the nurses, the doctors, the people that are involved in this thing. And I think it's that piece where we are all finally starting to go. It doesn't matter. And we, I don't ever get into uh, politics ever, but I think we are starting to see humanity and we're starting to say, my goodness, thank you for what you've done on the front line. Thank you for what you've done as teachers, as nurses, as police officers and firemen and everything. So that's, that's where I see the silver lining, that inspiration, and, and just thank people. The last piece I have, told, I have been doing with people is going old school, writing down uh, maybe one, if not two or three old school keynotes. It can be to a mentor. It could be to somebody that changed your life. Send it out. We've got time. Home, whatever it is, write it down. Send it out. You could change someone's life. Reaching out to somebody that maybe 75 years old and was your second grade teacher. How much would that change their life? That is like so powerful and far more authentic and genuine than just the old school text message. So that's what I would say.
Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love that you're really seeing the positive during this, um, during this weird time. Um, It's crazy. It's crazy. And what people are saying, they're like celebrities are doing this or this, but you see like, oh no, there's some positive things. Yeah. We're really doing. And it's amazing. Like you said, TikTok, everyone makes fun about TikTok. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) I will laugh. Like almost pee my pants laughing at the old people that are like (laughs) hilarious that they're kids. Hey, try this grandma and grandma's already funny and you give her TikTok. Yeah. I've got, I've got a group. I've got a group. I've got some of the best. I really am really fortunate. I've got some of the best friends that we've been, you know, I don't know if no texting's fantastic, but we'll, we'll text the dumbest stuff back and forth and you like TikTok videos and stuff, but it keeps us engaged. It keeps us close. It keeps us, you know, we've got guys that are all over the state of Washington and Northwest. It's like, it's, I'm really blessed to have such a good group of dudes that I can kind of keep and we're still connected, but it's connected through something funny on, on TikTok or something that we've made. And, you know, it's just social media has helped us and it's also hurt us in a lot of areas for, for teens and stuff, but we're getting there. And I really believe that we're starting to see a different perspective as a human spirit and, and a, a mutual respect for those people on the front lines. Um, and so I just, and even for yourself, Tabitha, your leadership in, in, in venues and mediums like this, thank you. That's all I can say is thank you for what you're doing because I know you're you're changing uh, people's lives and just having these conversations. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's that's the goal of this podcast is connect more yeah. people and to like really, that's what I mean. I've been, lately it's been happening a lot, which is makes my heart just full. It's like someone will text me like, oh my gosh, they're a marketing agency. And they're like, I got a new lead because they heard our interview or um, someone's, nice. there was some LGBT stuff going on. And so they heard my interview with someone from that, like organizes a group here in North Idaho, reached out to us as my teen is going through some stuff. I need this outlet. And so it's just like, this is why I do this. And so I really appreciate you seeing that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love, I love hearing that. And you are, and, and, and that's a thank you. I mean, you know, you're, you're in that hot seat from the standpoint of, you know, you've got to ask questions, but um, you are changing lives and your impact. And it's a lot of work. I know that this is a lot of work to put together and you have to, uh, you have to definitely edit people like this, uh, this situation. So I, I appreciate that. And, uh, no, just, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to keep pushing you. I'm going to start sending you random messages. Where are you at on the book? Where are you at? Where are you going to be? Where, where are you, when are you going to jump on stage? Let's get the roll. So that's, yep, I that's know, good. I know. I know. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So if someone wants to connect with you or reach out to you, what is the best yeah. way to get a hold of you? Yeah, probably, um, you know, LinkedIn and, and Twitter are primarily my business end of things um, from the education world uh, to positive focus group. So one of the, one of the, uh, it's Doug Cap. Uh, it's Cap is spelled uh, K-A-P. So Doug Cap. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't do a lot of my Instagram. The best way is probably Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, you can also reach out to me at thepositivefocusgroup.com. Uh, that's another another area that uh, people can reach me. But uh, usually I, I like to keep it somewhat personal. And, and I've had people reach out on Facebook. I just, I don't, um, I have not taken anything to Facebook. I primarily just more for friends and, and you know, that's been something. But if, if people want to reach out to me on Facebook, that's great too. So. Perfect. Well, Doug, thank you so much for giving me your time this morning. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And I totally appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. 
Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.